Hi, I'm K.S. Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerd Podcast. Today, I'll be speaking with the creative duo behind the comic series Megaton, Wells Thompson and Dalton Shannon, both here to discuss the Kickstarter for issues four and five. Welcome, Wells. Welcome, Dalton. Welcome back, I should say. Hey, yeah, it's good absolutely. to be back. Yeah, nice to be here. I've always wanted to ask, so is it, is the nerd a kind, like, is it a bird that is nerdy, or is the nerd bird a kind of bird? Um, I guess the bird is nerdy because I've never heard gotcha. of a nerd bird before. So. Sure. <laughs> Could be an unknown species. Twitter's full of them. Possibly. I, I don't really have, I actually don't have any interest in birds and I'm kind of scared of them. So, <laughs> that, that so is this a is a valid bat- fear. So this is a Batman origin story. You're afraid yeah, of birds and so we need to inflict that on others. Like, okay. All right. I feel you. I feel you. But, um, you know, you guys have been here numerous times, but mm-hmm. for those who are, I guess, just tuning in, this would be kind of weird. This would be the first episode of you guys being here for the third time. But um, for those who don't know who you are, who is Wells Thompson and Dalton Shannon? Dalton Shannon is a uh, man, <laughs> some some say man-child, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> from, uh, what, in Cabot, Arkansas, I think, uh, mm-hmm. who uh, got a... Uh, was it a creative writing degree or a digital filmmaking? I never remember. I got both. You got a double major or a major? No, no okay, the minor, yeah. the minor, minor in, film. Gotcha, minor in filmmaking. So I'm uh, at university, yeah, University of Central Arkansas. Uh, and uh, he has been working for the corporate man and making uh, his little comics ever since. Uh, co-writer uh, and producer of such works as Mechaton, Frankenstein the Unconquered, uh, Descent into Dread, and some upcoming works as well, the upcoming Depths. Uh, is is going to be uh, on under his wing as well. Hmm. And Wells Thompson was born when a uh, an overdue library book and a dusty bottle of gin decided to have a baby. <laughs> and what we got was probably the single most pretentious yet heartwarming human being on the face of the earth. <laughs> uh, all similarly got uh, English degrees mm-hmm. from UCA and uh, fell in love with Dalton Shannon and uh it's a it's an unrequited it's a one-way love it's a one-way love it's it's <laughs> perfectly fine though uh, it makes for for great uh twitter back and forth and uh he we've been, he's been making comics ever since uh dalton convinced him to and uh here he is uh billions of dollars in debt uh and really wishing that uh he had never met him in the first place well, speaking of the comics that you guys make, um, Megaton, what is this series about and what should readers expect in the upcoming issues, four and five? Yeah, uh, Megaton is our all ages kind of rule of cool book uh, about a glove that falls from space. Anything it punches turns into a giant mech. So uh, two siblings uh, who somehow share one brain cell, uh, find it and get into a whole bunch of shenanigans with uh, giant kaiju, corporations and uh internet fame so it's uh it's a heck of a ride it's got great characters great designs great energy and uh issue four and five is looking to uh give us more of that while expanding the world too yeah four uh sort of brings them into uh sort of public relevance and and people start to really learn who they are and how that affects their lives uh them sort of dealing with the fallout of uh, of what that looks like, uh, whether it's 
uh, you know, getting nasty calls from their mom asking what the hell is going on. Why did I see you on TV fighting a giant bug? I'm worried about you. Uh, or uh, whether it's uh, people trying to get them on to sponsor their, uh, you know, obviously pretty bad product. Um, and them trying to, to sort of do that all while juggling, uh, you know, fighting giant robots or giant fighting, giant fighting, yeah, fighting giant insects in uh, house-made robots. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a wild time. And then five uh, sort of wraps everything up, brings the big, uh, brings one of the big bads into the picture, um, introduces some key characters that will be important moving forward, and uh, really just like shows us how over, like in over their heads our, our main characters are, uh, because they are really, uh, you know, I think their heart's in the right place, but they have truthfully should not be doing this at all. <laughs> well, Dalton, you mentioned that Megaton is the all ages comics. Mm -hmm. And the last time we spoke, it was about Frankenstein and Unconquered, which is like more intense, has darker themes, violence, and like minimal. Decidedly color. not all ages. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Megaton is like the complete opposite with like tons of color mm -hmm. and fun and humor. So how did you two manage? How do you manage switching genres like that when you when you do your writing? Uh, for well, when me, you have a lot of different voices in your head, you know, yes. honestly, telling you the, the gremlins tell you what to do. Uh, for for me, it's just uh, I don't know. It's a switch. It's just fun. It's it, both are fun in very different ways. Mm -hmm. uh, Mechaton is is very bright and vibrant. I don't know. I. I get the, like, we get this question a lot and I, I don't really have a good answer for it because I enjoy all different kinds of media for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy writing different kinds of media for different reasons. I love Mad Max Fury Road and I love it for extremely different reasons that as like She-Ra and the Princesses of Power or Adventure Time. But I love both of those things equally. Uh, and I think there's space for both of those things, both in our creative space and, and for audiences. Yeah, for the... For the most part, it I just like to write what's cool, <laughs> and uh, if that is uh, giant mechs made out of hot dog carts, or it's Frankenstein's monster uh, cracking the earth in two, like that's what I'm gonna do. I mean, both um, have punching stuff. To be fair, there's a through yeah, line. There's definitely yeah, there's a, a through line. There's a through line, but uh, I Megaton feels much more in my my standard wheelhouse. Like that's just kind of how I write normally. It's it's very fast. It's the bit quippy, really action heavy, uh, and the the characters are, are interact really well together. Uh, Frank, I feel like I have to work a little harder on because I have to take it more seriously, mm -hmm. and I I have to you always, I always have the set pieces in my head, and I'm like, okay, how do I fit these set pieces into an actual narrative? And uh, it, we we build it from from there. So it's uh. It's not so much a switch, I think, as it is like just, uh, I don't know, shuffling papers around until I find what I'm looking for and then I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, has there ever been a time where you kind of like mixed them together? Like, oh, I can't put this in Mechaton. It would have to go into Frankenstein or I can't put this in Frankenstein. It would have to go here or I don't, you know, like mix them up by mistake yeah. or anything like that. 
I do notice sometimes in Frankenstein, uh, especially with our, our character we introduced in the, the last uh, Kickstarter issue, Larry. Larry. Um, I do notice Larry might get a little too quippy for uh, the world of Frankenstein, and we have to really pull that back because he's he's the only character in that book that uh, really has any sort of sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And so we go a little hard in that direction sometimes. We have to pull back. Uh, but Mechaton, we... I don't ever find ourselves getting too serious. And if we do get super like heavy, then we always have somebody in there to put a pin in it yeah. and kind of deflate it a little bit. Mm-hmm. For, yeah. for me, it's uh, it's not, it never ends up on the page, but I will just be out in the world and I'll think, oh, that's a really funny joke, uh, but it's way too adult to put into Mechaton. Like yeah. it's, it's always like, oh, this is hilarious, but it is like extremely usually not like violent graphic just like you know has all has some coarse language or has or, or some innuendo that isn't appropriate for for all ages that uh makes me hesitate and be like ah oh, i wish i could put this somewhere but it just doesn't work yeah the uh, first few drafts of mechaton actually we had to pull some of that back I, like I, i'm pretty sure derek and leah has uh some <laughs> some light potty mouths on them where uh, i was like uh oh, Think we're going for something a little lighter here so we had to we had to really pull yeah that, that was sort of still finding the tone yeah in that we, we were yeah. still figuring out that it was that it was really was all ages hey noodle my noodle has decided that she is co-opting the microphone say hi noodle <laughs> uh no uh but yeah i think there was a joke early on where uh it's that scene where they're playing video games and uh derek asks if leah wants to play uh, and I think the original dialogue, or in, as it ended up in the comic, it's like I'm I'm a humble observer. Um, and in the uh, the original dialogue, it was something like, uh, "Oh, I just like to watch." And he goes, "Pervert." Uh, and it was like that was that is not. It's not like that's super offensive or, or over the top. But we just as we developed more of what Mechaton was and sort of brought the style together, we realized it was sort of overstepping where we wanted the comic to be by like just a hair mm-hmm. um so yeah that like saying that in that way probably uh we figured wasn't appropriate and there are lots of jokes that start off one way and then we quickly go oh we you know it, it that doesn't ever stop the book from being funny or, or you know we we always wind up finding a better joke but there are moments where we we're like ah if only this wasn't <laughs> you know an all-ages book uh-huh well after all the, I guess, all the issues you guys made and all the years of collaborating with each other and with other people, what's the most difficult aspect of making comics? And what's the one that never gets easier even after years of experience? The cash. I was, yeah, I, I was trying to find a delicate way to say money, but <laughs> money. yeah, that, that, that <laughs> kind of is... Unless you're a jack-of-all-trades cartoonist who can really mm. put pen to paper and make something... Uh, yourself uh comics is unfortunately at this point a bit of a a money game and you have to you have to be willing to pay your artists which they're totally worth that but uh if if you're ill-equipped to uh assemble a team and make sure everybody's compensated fairly for their time and and work with people then uh comics are going to be an uphill battle for sure yeah if if not for kickstarter uh Mm -hmm. we would we would not be working on four comics right now we would be working on maybe one it's a, it's a hard maybe. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it can be very demotivating at times. Uh, even when we have really big successes, at the end of the day, we we look at the numbers and we're like, oh, we, you know, we're 
basically breaking even, uh, which is great. That's that's much better than where we were two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and at the same time, it's it's uh, some that that puts a hard limit on how much you can produce. You know, uh, I there are a lot of books that I wish I could be making right now, uh, but I just I just don't have the money for it. There's no way I could. You know. Uh, scrounge together the the cash for everything that we're doing and also another graphic novel and another series and uh, you know maybe one day there and time is is obviously the other thing um, being constrained to kickstarters means that we're constrained to period we're working on you know we're putting one book out on kickstarter whether it's mechaton or frankenstein or something else uh, so for that one month and really there has to be kind of buffer time on either side of it so really two months at a time you're only working on one thing or you're only funding one thing uh so yeah it's it's sort of the the limits of logistically what you're able to do versus uh what you want to do um the the worst part about comics is that you'll never be able to make as many as you want true like that's that's the hard realization because everyone goes into to comics wanting to tell like this grand epic this like multi-year long thing that they've got plotted out with all these great characters and things and like that's just not feasible Mm -hmm. especially in an indie market so like learning to uh retool those ideas and and follow different paths being adaptable is like the best thing you can be in uh in comics so that you can actually get something out there into the world that isn't a, a compromised version of what you want. For sure. Mm-hmm. I'll say the, the the flip side of that is, at least for me, what doesn't change is like the joy of creating and the joy yes. of, of like following the characters and writing and learning their voices and working in different genres and coming up with different stuff. Um, I, I recently, uh, couple months ago before I uh, moved and completely uprooted my entire life, uh, I had the opportunity to just sit down and for a week work on something that had been kind of rolling around in my head for, you know, uh, a couple months uh, as just like, let's see where this goes. And it was a genre. It was like an adventure romance kind of work, something I hadn't really worked in before that I didn't think I would be good at. And it turned out to be some of the most fun I've ever had writing. And that comes at, you know, I, not the tail end of my career by any stretch of the imagination, but like after after we've already been putting out, you know, two books, uh, we've got uh, another uh, graphic novel that we're that's in production right now. Uh, we've got you know stories and anthologies and such and such. So uh, it's it's really reassuring to know that we're not running out of ideas <laughs> and getting to work with all sorts of different voices oh, to bring sure. these books to life, like. The, the team behind Mechaton is so talented and this book would definitely not exist without them. And every time we get new pages in, whether it's uh, the art, the colors, the letter, like it all, every single step is always exciting because it, it's something that was just in here and now it's out there. And that, that part never isn't cool. Uh-huh. Noodle. <laughs> Dang it, Noodle. Yeah. It's supposed Steal to be noodle. our podcast and you're over here being Noodle. Can't stand it. Right. <laughs> Well, just being good. speaking of, I guess, of new ideas that you guys come up with, when you come up with them and you, you write them out, with however it may be, right? Do you ever think, oh, I'm going to go somewhere with this? Or it's just, I want to get it out of my head and onto the page just to see what I can do with it. Not even thinking about 
anything later on down the line? Or do you actually do come up with, with ideas and be like, oh, this would be great as a full-fledged comic, mm-hmm. even as a one-shot or maybe multiple issues? Uh, I think it's a little of both. Mm-hmm. I, I think you, to, to Dalton's point earlier, you want to be adaptable uh, and you want to, like, I, I usually I come on with, with an idea of like, this is good for a short, this is good for a mini series, this is good for a maxi series, this is good for a graphic novel, you know, based on just kind of how much meat I feel like is on there, how many kind of big story beats I, I see there. Uh, and sometimes I'm, I'm right on the money and I can get eight pages out of it. And that eight pages, you know, gets me into an anthology and I'm, you know, feeling really good about it. Uh, and other times I'm completely wrong. And what should, what I thought was a four page script turns into a 68 page script, uh, that, uh, is, is an entirely different beast. Um, and occasionally your ideas are bad, (laughs) like not yours, Dalton, like mine too, like everyone's, um, (laughs) everyone is bad. Yeah. Everyone is occasionally you're like, oh, this will be great. And then you work on it and you're like, this is just God awful. I should really not. (laughs) put any more time into this uh and in that case you just kind of you 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 say i'm glad i put this out there i'm glad i I wrote something down and then you try and salvage like bits and pieces of it you know this was a cool moment how do i recreate this elsewhere in a story that works uh but yeah no i i I always want something to come out of my ideas you know i I don't want to uh waste my time with it and i have a uh compulsion to tell people ask my wife she she when I say hey I'm you know I've been having an idea she's just counting the days until I'm like so here's what I'm thinking and just kind of break the into without her asking just break the entire thing down to her she's um but yeah no I I I I always want to tell stories um I always want to be you know in one form or another comics or movies or, or novels or something I always want to put it out somewhere so uh so there's always purpose behind it but where it ends up exactly you have to be kind of adaptable for mm-hmm. yeah same over here but uh, most things that I start working on uh I don't they always have like an end goal uh like I always tend to know going in if this is going to be a mini or, or how many issues or what and it's always comics I don't ever write anything else because I'm I don't like anything else, but, <laughs> um, but you like film. Okay. And you're yeah, pretty, and I, you're, you're pretty good at it. As I recall, I can write film, but, uh, <laughs> I don't care about film. Like I do comics. And also I'll never make film. That's what, that's even more expensive than comics. <laughs> True. Uh, Facts. So, uh, so when I'm writing, uh, there's always an end goal in mind, but the end goal isn't always necessarily, I guess, publication. I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, a different kind of writer than Wells in that uh for me the the end goal isn't always having it like right there in in front of me or or people reading it the world over like if I finish a creative project and I've reached a point where I can say that I'm done with it uh that that feels good to me uh regardless of if anybody actually sees it uh of course I do want people to see it that's why we're here but uh Mechaton uh is different from projects that are in binders in the the office that are just full of ideas that I thought had legs and then I did them and I was like okay that's it that's good I'm done with it I don't have to publish this anywhere it's fine uh, so yeah it's 
it's a very solitary game until yeah. you start bringing people in and then it's uh and then because it was a solitary game you start like getting the sweats you're like do they actually like this oh my god <laughs> okay fernando's drawing giant house robots does he think this is cool or is he st- thinking we're idiots i don't oh god well, he's, he's being kind of modest. It's not just like he has, uh, you know, a, a little binder full of ideas. He has like three binders. That's one idea. That's like seventy issues of a of a maxi series that he's been making since he was sixteen. So don't let him fool you. He's got a bunch of stuff in the tank. <laughs> I read the first four issues of it, and I'm like, okay, it's, so it's, thoughts. It's bad. Issue one can't be 60 pages. Let's just throw that out there right now. It's 40. (laughs) (laughs) I was young. I was stupid. (laughs) Ambitious. You were ambitious. Well, I guess speaking speaking on on growth and whatnot, especially with Megaton, um, the first issue was supposed to be going into stores, right? Is it going to be like Mm -hmm. nationwide or is it going to be like yeah locally how how does that want to work no absolutely uh so uh scout or more accurately scoot the uh ya imprint of scout is publishing uh sort of in the aftermath of of the kickstarter publishing mechaton uh to go out into the direct market so it'll be in stores issue number one will be in stores on march 30 29th 30 uh 29th yeah 39th sorry i really almost said 39th (laughs) No, March 29th, it'll be in stores. Uh, and depending on when this comes out, there's still time to talk to your LCS about uh, mm-hmm. ordering some copies. Uh, the 26th and the 27th, the cutoff days of this month. Uh, so if you're listening to this and you're, you want to pick it up in stores rather than on uh, Kickstarter, that's great. Uh, yeah, go talk to your uh, store about it. They've probably received an email from us. And, yeah. <laughs> and if they live in alphabetically the back half, of the states they've almost certainly received a uh, postcard (laughs) um and uh, you get uh cool exclusive covers that you're only going to get at the shop uh that we we didn't have on kickstarter uh the issue has gotten a bit of a remaster as well Mm -hmm. as has called it uh some some panelings uh, been adjusted some dialogue uh nothing so extreme that it's yeah changes nothing like uh the uh original trilogy remasters but uh (laughs) Obi-Wan does show up as a force ghost, though. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know why yeah. that happens. Uh, and on the other side, uh, you, there's no way to get the individual issues other than issue one. Issue one will be going to stores, but then it just goes straight to trade. They're not doing two, three, four, five. So the only way to get those is through the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. So if you're a floppy collector, I recommend you go to the Kickstarter. Or you can get all five right now. It's true. Well, how does, I guess, how does a creator go about getting their stuff in stores did they have to go to the local comic shop and he's like hey can i sell my stuff here or was it like pre-orders or <laughs> so i mean pairing up with scout obviously uh huge help they're in diamond they're in lunar uh the distribution companies um and they have a they have a, a name and a reputation which is great you know that they trust you know are that you know we have a book that uh they believe in strongly enough they're willing to put their name behind it and the sort of trust behind that name um but then other than that yeah it is ultimately just one book in a very 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 large catalog of previews so uh it was incumbent on us to contact stores and talk to people and get them excited about the book 
so yeah, when I when I say that they probably received an email from us, I meant I sent well over a thousand emails, uh, and sent and we sent out together about four hundred postcards to to shops all across the nation, uh, introducing ourselves, introducing the book, getting people excited about it. Um, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's a big undertaking, but I'm I'm super excited at the prospect of seeing this out in the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so what about the kickstarter what are some rewards for potential backers i mean uh, other than you know getting other copies of you know issues pretty much one through five yeah absolutely uh we have tons of variant we have so two variant covers per uh issue so we have three covers per issue total six covers total um that includes a uh, exclusive cover that uh, will only ever appear on Kickstarter. We're not going to sell it at conventions. We're not going to make more than are requested for us from the Kickstarter. Uh, that also includes a uh, iridescent foil cover, which is very pretty and shiny. And I, I don't have one uh, on me right now, but it is. Uh, the, it's we printed through a Comics Wellspring. They do a phenomenal job. Uh, of, of with their materials and their uh thing and it makes the entire book just shine and pop in a way that i've i've never seen a iridescent foil cover do uh we also have obviously your catch-up rewards if this is your first time getting into mechaton we have the entire series for you whether it's just the uh you know one of each issue standard cover or if you want to get every cover that we've ever done that is available for you as well um, we have stickers, we have prints, we have annotated scripts with our notes and, and, and like extra jokes and stuff in there and how it relates to, to what was put on the page. Um, and we have some other, we have some unique stuff as well, like, uh, commissions and an adopted page tier. So you can put your name in the book as like, Hey, I, you know, helped make this page, uh, as well as get a one-of-a-kind uh, print for you to hang up in your home. That's the page in its completion with your name on it. Uh, so yeah, we, we try and cater to everyone, whether you're, uh, you know, whether you want to chip in 10 bucks to, to help make the series happen, or you want to like really get a unique experience and, and get stuff that, you know, only you will ever get, get to see, <laughs> uh, then yeah, no, that it's, it's all available for you. Mm -hmm. I'm just looking at the Kickstarter page right now and I was looking for the foil cover and, and mm -hmm. trying to see which one it is but I guess it's the one that's like it has a low opacity on it I guess you can't really show that <laughs> it's here. hard it's so yeah sh showing it in image in just still images is really really difficult uh it's yeah. it's more impressive in a video and and even the the you know, picture of what we saw, we, we haven't physically printed those out. So we don't know exactly what those are going to look like, but we do know what the old ones look like. And they're, they're super beautiful. Um, really like stunning, you know, have like stunning patterns on them. The interior pages are a lot glossier. They, the colors pop a lot more. Uh, it's really is like the ultimate collector's uh, issue of the book. And really only like, we only make about 25 of them per issue. Mm -hmm. So it is really, really exclusive. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I know you said this, like the, some of the covers, the variant covers, you're not going to sell at cons or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, the, the Ile Gonzalez Pride cover and uh -huh. the Lane Lloyd Transformers homage cover, uh, we're making the amount that we make and we're not selling at cons. We're not selling anywhere else. Uh, it just goes out through this Kickstarter and that's it. Mm -hmm. But 
are either of you going to any cons, like vending at any cons, like selling Mechaton and Franklin yeah. Sonny on Concord or anything like that oh, this yeah. year? Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know that uh, I've got any locked in at the moment, but uh, in inevitably we will be at a good handful of cons. Yeah, we're, we're for sure going to St. Louis Fan Expo. We're signed up for that one uh we are going to arkansas comic-con 100 we're there every year uh it's always a great show for us and it's our home turf it's where we're both from uh no reason not to go there uh we aren't going to be vending at c2e2 but i am going to be there personally so if you're going to c2e2 this year find me say hi i would love to meet you um and yeah and we're actively looking for a lot more uh conventions to go to it's just been a very busy end of last year beginning of this year we haven't really had time to go scour and, and look for conventions yet mm -hmm. well is there anything else that either of you want to touch on about megaton or about maybe frankenstein on conquered or anything else that you <laughs> two might be up to this year do you want to let listeners know um megaton is a lot of fun i love making comics uh please go support the book so I can keep making comics. <laughs> yeah, uh, if if this was the Kickstarter that didn't go through and it's the end of the first arc, that would be bad for everybody. Because it would be heartbreaking. Even following Mechaton, you're just not going to get the ending to the first arc. Like, I'm sorry. just so It's in your best interest to go back the book. <laughs> you don't have a choice. Go back the book. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I think this is actually the best place for uh for for people who have never like experienced Mechaton before. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of you out there. I I my math my math isn't great, but seven billion people on Earth, roughly four hundred people reading Mechaton <laughs> so far. I think there's a little bit of room for growth there. Um I know I personally I I am hesitant to get a series that is on issue 1. I'm hesitant to get a series that's you know only has a little bit out and cuz I want to read a full story and I want to read I want to I want to experience it in long form. Uh so this is the the full first arc as we intended it uh 5 issues long. Uh we have obviously more coming but if in terms of like a bite-sized story chunk I think that this is a great place to to get in and uh get caught up on the series and and be satisfied with what's available yeah i'm i'm doing more cons and stuff now and i always try to tell people if you have a series um of whatever books comics whatever it may be to always have more of the first one mm. in the last one because like you said people are less likely to invest in an entire series they'll most likely just buy the first one or um or all maybe the or all of them or maybe just the last one so say like they've been like buying them as you go right. and then say like a lot of people have issues one through four but they don't have the last one mm -hmm. at, you know so they'll more likely buy um or even just in this case they'll buy the last two because they already had the first three mm -hmm. so just have more of the first one and then uh more of i guess whatever the last one that you publish well the trade yeah more of the first one more of the trade yeah. It's generally like when you get them all collected, because those are generally what people spring for. They want to check yeah. out the series and kind of get a feel for it before they commit to the full thing, and then they want the full thing. Yeah. All right. Well, again, I want to thank the duo behind the comic series, Megaton, Wells Thompson and Dalton Shannon, for joining us here today to discuss yeah. the Kickstarter for issues four and five currently up now. 
All the Wells and Dalton's socials alongside the Kickstarter will be listed in this episode's details for those who are interested. Again, I'm K.S. Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nerdberg Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>